0: Welcome into another edition of The Session with Londa and David. My name's David Austin, and sitting across from me, as always, Londa, Sherwood, Austin, and my oh my, that's a flattering color on you.
1: Oh, wow. Thank you. It
0: looks just like your lipstick.
1: Hello. Yeah, it, well, matchy, matchy.
0: It's very nice. I like it. I think you're very fancy today. Thank
1: you. I appreciate that.
0: The Session with Londa and David is a show that celebrates great customer service and points out some problems with customer service if it's not great um, as part of an effort to help businesses grow, I guess. I guess that's a good way to say that.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. (laughs) This is the show that follows the big Memorial Day weekend, and I'm fascinated by the difference in media coverage About social gatherings now that people have been double vaccinated. About 48% of the nation, Mm -hmm. according to the media, has been double vaccinated. And cities and travel open for business. The Indianapolis 500 had its biggest attendance in years. Over 130,000 people, I think they said. 130,000 people. At uh, the Brickyards, I guess. I don't don't know. I'm talking about it like I know the name of the racetrack there where the Indy 500 is. There was a
1: pretty pink car.
0: There was. That's all I know. And the guy who won climbed the fence and they called him Spider-Man over the weekend. It was great.
1: And our friends, Doug, Thomas, and Katie Copeland would be so disappointed in us right now because they're huge NASCAR fans. And,
0: And they know the skill level it takes to turn left over and over and over and over and over over again until you've won a race. I do not know the skill that's involved in that. I don't.
1: I I have no idea. As I mentioned, I saw there was a pink car. It was cute. (laughs) And that's all I know.
0: The reason I want to talk about that is because they said this was the biggest travel weekend since the pandemic started, a little over a year and several months ago, so I'm interested to know um, what people's experiences were like. The TSA checked 7 million people through over the weekend.
1: And this is when I wish we were live, because people could tell us.
0: Well, okay, we don't need people to tell us, because we've been traveling the well, entire time. but I wish
1: people could. In fact, we've had a few people say to us that we need to do Facebook Live while we're doing this and then later and if you put know how to do that do, i think
0: that's a great idea
1: uh, all we need is another stand
0: with a camera yeah that runs through the board so they can hear the audio i guess tell you what i'm going to do i don't know i'm going to buy a 30 foot long usb c cable that'll plug in to my phone so the sound goes right into the phone and i don't have to lay the audio from the board in later maybe we can do Facebook Live as a result. And wasn't that exciting? That should have been an off-air conversation.
1: I (laughs) fell asleep while you were saying that. It should have been an off-air conversation. It for
0: sure should have been. For sure. For sure.
1: We're losing. We should not have had an extra day off.
0: Okay, you're absolutely right. Okay, but
1: you, you were, okay, the travel. What do you want to know? Well, I want to talk
0: about people's expectations in traveling because there are things (laughs) that people have seen this weekend or last weekend Uh that we've already seen because we've been traveling during the entire pandemic.
1: Yes. For business. I have news for you, our audience. Have zero expectations and you will not be disappointed. Well, that's
0: not a bad thing to say. And with TSA checking 7 million people through, if they went through the Pasco Airport in Pasco, Washington, I got news for you. They had a good experience because those people are happy to be there. And we've seen that in the last Mm -hmm. 30 days. Yeah. They are happy and professional, and they have new equipment. Yeah. Some airports, you don't even need to take things out of your bag. Right. The last time we flew through Tampa, we didn't need to take out laptops or anything. They Mm -hmm. had 3D software that they can actually manipulate the things in your bag on a screen. Yeah. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm interested to discuss the differences in air travel. For instance, <laughs> um, there's been talk about people being unruly in the last two or three weeks because of masks. We saw that nine months ago. and
1: Yeah, even a year ago.
0: I suspect it's only coming back up now because people who More haven't people traveled over the last year we never are stopped. having the freak outs that people had when we were traveling during the front end of the pandemic
1: yeah we never stopped traveling well I think from a a month okay yeah we never stopped (laughs) we
0: literally didn't stop
1: we've traveled through the whole pandemic and it's been great and I think I think all the airlines are doing their very best Mm -hmm. and and let me make this point as many times the CDC changed what they were saying. Mm -hmm. Imagine being an airline and trying to keep up with that. Right. Trying to keep up with compliance that's coming down from the CDC, but also from, you know, their leadership in their company. And everybody was scrambling trying to figure it out. And, um, you know, one thing, though, that I still don't understand is why we're all being treated like, Naughty children sent to our room and given no liquor
0: mm-hmm. on the airplanes. Well, American Airlines announced this weekend uh-huh. after a no. couple incidents that they were going to stop serving liquor. Many airlines did stop during the pandemic. They
1: did. And American, it was some horse manure.
0: It really was, especially if you're flying first class, because that's what you're paying for. More spacious seats. Yeah. And a first class experience. Experience,
1: That's exactly right. we stopped flying first class because there was no experience. Right. Back to expectations. Mm -hmm. I have certain expectations when I'm flying first class. That's
0: exactly right.
1: And when none of those are met except that I'm in the front of the plane, Mm -hmm. I don't want to pay for that. Right. What's the benefit of being here? Right. So I guess for me personally, my expectations of travel have changed from having some to having <laughs> none.
0: Okay. Well, that's that's. I don't. That's it, a smart I mean, I guess say.
1: that's kind of that's kind of wrong. I expect grumpy people. I expect bad service. I expect you know goof ups and cancellations and delays and our flights being randomly. Um, changed, which Mm -hmm. that did just Mm -hmm. happen. We have a flight in July that I just randomly got an email. Hey, I know you think you were leaving at 6.45 a.m., but good news, you're leaving at 6.45 p.m.
0: Yeah, that's unacceptable. A
1: whole wasted day.
0: Yeah, that is unacceptable.
1: So my expectations are, eh, hope for the best.
0: Well... Yes, Um, I can tell you with the carriers that we fly regularly, um, Delta is one, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. always great service, even when they weren't giving alcohol out, they were kind and they were friendly, right? Um, Alaska, also, kind of utilitarian on Alaska for me, kind of. They're there. They're doing it.
1: We're going to be on an Alaska flight in about 10 days. Yes.
0: We've flown Alaska probably only two or three times during the course of the pandemic. And um, I think they are the most whittled down of the bunch. Do you think? I think so, that we've flown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, we haven't flown United, which is like... The discount ticket. I think we did fly United airlines. once we and we and, did not like it.
0: Yeah. And we flew
1: Southwest once. It wasn't great.
0: Straight trash. I don't want to fly Southwest again. i
1: Southwest, but I don't know what happened that flight.
0: Well, here's what happened that off. flight. We thought there were no middle seats being sold. There were. We mm-hmm. paid extra to board early, which we weren't able to board sixth in line or whatever we paid to be able to board and then people could pick to sit next to us because they opened the middle row that was before all of the vaccinations so I was wildly uncomfortable uncomfortable, yeah because you know COVID truly has changed expectations when you travel because flying on a plane used to be fun. You used to meet new people. You're talking to the person next to you. It's exciting. You never know who you're going to meet. I don't want to
1: be next to anyone. And
0: now it's creepy. If somebody sits right next to you, oh my God. So, you know, people talk about, um, how COVID, uh, uh, may or may not, uh, things may or may not go back to normal. I guarantee there, I'll never feel comfortable traveling, sitting right next to somebody like I did pre-COVID. Right. I will never feel that relaxed again.
1: Interesting.
0: It's, it. yeah.
1: I, I don't know who's talking about things getting back to anything. There's no way, it, if the time frame alone guarantees we can't get back to anything. Well, we're, so. We're, so much time's gone by, we're. It just has to all be new going forward. So
0: I'm talking about the tenor of media over the past week dealing with the Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. If you listen to the Today Show or Good Morning America or CBS This Morning, Mm -hmm. it sounds like everybody's back to normal. People are hugging and high-fiving in public, partying Uh at the beach, getting all clustered together, and acting like there's no big deal.
1: That is not
0: what I've witnessed. Right. And I live part-time, mostly full-time now, in Florida, which has been open since at least September of last year. And there's definitely still a sense of separation that didn't exist previous to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know if everything can go back to pre-pandemic time because people psychologically have changed. It's been
1: too much time. People
0: have changed. When somebody comes up to me, I'm a hugger. Mm -hmm. I hug a lot less people now. I, you know, get the elbow bump from people all the time. It's Mm -hmm. different. It's different. Right. So um, I wonder what we can expect going forward.
1: I don't know about travel, but I can tell you one company that has drastically changed my expectations about something, mm-hmm. and that's Amazon.
0: Okay, let's talk about that. Tell me more.
1: I cannot stand waiting for something to be delivered anymore.
0: Oh, <laughs> me I mean, either. when I
1: order something from XYZ company, not Amazon, and it's taken two weeks to get to me, and yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, figure it out. Yes. Why is this taking forever? Right. Right?
0: Like when I, pre-pandemic, when we would order coffee beans on Amazon,
1: mm-hmm. we would
0: go to the store and buy a pound of coffee beans just in case. Right. And it might take three or four days to get here. Now, when we order coffee beans, they're here the next day or sometime same day. It's crazy.
1: Well, yeah, that didn't change. They were always the next day because of Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I've... Over the pandemic, I've ordered more from Amazon Mm -hmm. than I think I typically would have. And so now I expect everything to be next day delivery, practically. (laughs) And I'm so annoyed when it's not.
0: Well, I ordered something from Amazon that's going to get here Thursday.
1: Is it a present for me?
0: And I ordered that Monday. Yes, it's a present for you. It's beautiful. It's long. It's slender.
1: Is it a cord for the system?
0: Yes, it is. It's a 30-foot cord for the system. (laughs) Why is it not the next day?
1: Boring, because you didn't choose the one that said Prime. Delivery. I don't.
0: I don't see. I don't know how to operate the system. You've got to know. It's like my four days coffee beans. Yours come the next day, and that's never changed. Mine took four days. When
1: did you order the coffee beans?
0: Before the pandemic, and I would go them? to Yolks and get a little cruddy okay. pound of Rock Cut coffee to wait for it to come. Okay. Yes.
1: Okay. I believe you. That's
0: true. I believe you. I don't know if you know this. (laughs) I was 46 when we got married, maybe 47. So for 46 or 47 years, (laughs) that look was priceless. I love it. Why why are you looking at me like that?
1: Because I don't often (laughs) treat you like you can't function without me.
0: I don't think you do. I was making a joke at that At okay. that though. That- well,
1: that landed on the wrong nerve over here. Because I hate that. I hate that when people like couples treat each other that way.
0: Well, that wasn't a real thing. Okay, that was okay, for okay, humorous okay. purposes. That wasn't how we communicate typically.
1: Okay. Thank you for clarifying. I don't want anybody to think that. So what other expectations have been changed due to the pandemic? Well, I think. Face to face interaction and communication, like you were saying, you want people to keep their distance a little bit.
0: Yes. So I'm I'm a little more conscious of the fact that they may have the sniffles than I ever had been before.
1: Interesting. Well, I I feel like I get stared at all the time because I've got the cough variant asthma, uh-huh. and I never know when it's going to kick up. Right. You know, and so we'll be in a restaurant or something, and I start coughing, mm-hmm. and like everybody's staring like I've got, you know.
0: Full-blown AIDS. Bitten by a capuchin monkey.
1: Yeah, something. Yes. So I think people are a little more skittish in that way. Okay. So a little more distance. What are their expectations? I think shopping has changed a lot. Shopping has
0: changed dramatically. Grocery
1: shopping. People are using Instacart or, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. uh, your grocery store may offer you know, its own delivery service or pickup service. I don't know if that will ever go back air quotes um, because I think people enjoy the convenience of it. What I don't enjoy is when I go into, let's just use Walmart as an example. Okay. And if anyone at Walmart is listening, please pass my information on to your CEO or whoever it is that books your speakers at your conferences Uh, because they're my dream client. Right. So anyway, Walmart's my dream client because I would love to, um, uh, you know, work my magic with that company and make it a little happier. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I go to Walmart. I like to go into stores, um, Mm -hmm. for my grocery shopping. I don't like to do Instacart or order online. Um, but for fresh groceries. Yeah. Yeah. For fresh, fresh groceries. Okay. Uh, The problem is I'm fighting 18 Walmart employees who are shopping for everyone else. You know,
0: that ticks me off. You're absolutely right.
1: And they're not polite.
0: No, nope, nope. And they want you to say, excuse me. I've had that happen a ton. And I do not like that. If Mm -hmm. I'm not wearing a blue vest... You need to treat me like I'm special because I'm giving you money.
1: So question, so are the 18 orders they're filling Uh that have a timeline, a deadline on them. Yeah. Do you know when they should fill those orders?
0: The middle of the night. Right. They should fill those orders at night.
1: I understand. And I agree with you. It used to be, and I think this is a really good principle of customer service, Mm -hmm. the person standing in front of you is more important than the person who's not there, meaning if somebody has called in an order right. or ordered online okay, or they're on the phone, they're going to wait for the real-life person who's in front of you. That's, a, that's an old, old rule of retail.
0: I agree with that. However... So
1: has, this, has the pandemic changed that is my the question. The
0: pandemic has changed that, but here's the thing that Walmart is missing... Walmart's retail outlets are treating online shoppers like they're in-store shoppers. And that's a mistake. They need a separate facility to fulfill online orders. Ah, That would make it seamless. I see. And let's now talk about Amazon, right? Amazon Ah. is not in a physical location where people are walking through the aisles typically. And when they are, I've been to an Amazon grocery store in Seattle.
1: Right. So have I.
0: They're not fulfilling Amazon grocery orders inside that store, right? And isn't those that orders the store are happening you, elsewhere.
1: Isn't? Am I remembering correctly? You walk correctly, in and scan you, your
0: phone in a turnstile, and everything you pick up goes into your cart, is automatically rung up on your walk phone. Walk out. That's yeah, exactly right. That's
1: right. I remember that. That's right. Coolest thing ever.
0: Coolest thing ever. And you can go in there and get liquor. You can go in there and get food. The only interaction with an employee you're going to have is if you're in the liquor section because they check your ID. Hmm. That's that's how kids aren't taking their dad's phone and going to shop for liquor at the Amazon store.
1: Interesting.
0: Yep. That's exactly right.
1: I do think it's a really cool concept, but I like people too, so...
0: Well, okay, but here's the good news. Your phone, you're not scanning it. There's no scanning device. Right. Somehow, electronically, it's talking to your Amazon cart. Yeah, which is in your phone. Well, I'm
1: thinking though of now not having interaction with humans as I'm in this with employees, right? In the store and, and That's
0: exactly self checkout at Walmart or Which I don't do. I don't do it either because I'm it. there for customer service.
1: I hate it for so many reasons. One, I like people. Yes. I like seeing the person who's who's scanning my groceries yes. because honestly. I want to see if I can be a bright spot in their day. Okay, because I think most people go through the uh, grocery line and don't really think about the person scanning the groceries. I do, and I, I'm genuinely interested. How how's your day been?
0: Right. How think, far
1: into the shift are you? Yeah. I love your smile. You know, whatever. I want to make it a positive interaction. Because Absolutely. Because working in retail, you can start to hate people. Mm-hmm. You hate the entire human race after a while if you're not careful, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I can't relate to that, but oh, go. Oh,
1: everybody I know who's ever worked retail.
0: Except your goofy husband who's like he's been hit over the head with a you stick. You love
1: everybody. Yeah. I know, and I love that about you.
0: I've had However, experiences now. Let me let me walk that back a little. I've had experiences where like angry moms are smacking their kids around in my store and it makes me wildly uncomfortable. And then they may, And then they may cuss at me because I have to say something. I've had that experience. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make me hate people. That's a freak incident. Do you okay. know what I mean?
1: Right. I'm talking about the other ninety nine percent of the population. Yeah, I'm a weirdo. So you've got to work at at, you know, being nice and and that kind of thing. So I, I don't do self checkout for that reason. But I also I didn't take the damn training. Right. I didn't take the training. I didn't I didn't go as you always say. I'm not wearing a blue vest. That's
0: exactly right. Uh, I, I'm not there to check somebody out. I don't. I didn't turn on my light and start do- working my exactly. stand. Exactly.
1: I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to do this job. I didn't sign up for it.
0: It's interesting that you say that. There's a store (laughs) in Washington State, and it may be all of the Pacific Northwest, WinCo.
1: It is the Pacific Northwest because WinCo stands for Washington, Idaho, Nevada, California, California or Colorado, I can't remember, and Oregon.
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad to know that. I won't shop there because they have you bag your own groceries mm-hmm. just like Aldi does here in Florida. Right. No thank you. Right. Nope, Is I don't I, know what goes into what bag. I don't know that means so <laughs> Now I like bagging my own groceries
1: because you know it bottles. takes me back to high school, my one of one of my early jobs.
0: You've had the training. <laughs> right. Yo! You're right. I have I not had, had the, had the training. training. No thank you to bag your own groceries or self-checkout no thank you if i have one thing i'd way rather go through the express lane Mm -hmm. and meet gert who's checking people out because she's awesome and she's got big pink hair and she's lots of fun (coughs) and maybe 75 or 80 she is a hoot gert is a hoot
1: okay i want to
0: meet her I don't want to self check out.
1: Exactly. Even
0: if it's one thing.
1: But that could be a lot of our personality. Now, it could our be. buddy Matt Milbauer. Absolutely. Mm, was so mad at me and said to you, tell Londa to not ruin my Walmart experience. Right. Because right? he
0: loves self checkout.
1: He likes to go in. And I know other people like this too. I'm not just picking on Matt and I, I don't mean to pick on him at all. It is definitely <laughs> a personality thing. Go in, head down get your stuff.
0: With his AirPods in, right,
1: head out, don't talk to anybody.
0: And I guarantee at least once he's done the Walmart shopping experience listening to this podcast.
1: That would be so cool.
0: He has. I now, know for sure. There have been
1: moments where I've I've wanted to be left alone in the store. It's rare, but I'll put my AirPods in but it won't turn anything on.
0: Oh. And you'll have him
1: People leave and me you'll alone. have it
0: in pass-through mode so you can actually hear what's happening in the yeah. store. I have never done that.
1: Yeah, Just so people leave me. Sometimes I get peopled out. so I try not to in- go places where I need to interact with people when I'm feeling that way. I gotcha. Um, but every once in a while it happens.
0: Like if you have a stomach flu... You huh? should stay home, not go to the store. No. That to not, me is it's the only way. I, I get way.
1: out a little bit. Yeah, sometimes. that
0: to me is the only way I would not want to talk to people in a public place. <laughs> now, I've limited my hugging okay. a little bit. You know, when I got this tattoo, it was so refreshing because our tattoo artist, who we both really enjoyed, yeah, yeah. gave me the, the bro hug at the end, and yeah. I didn't know, and then I fell into it, right? Yeah. Because, you know, and, okay, and... I love that. I'm very huggy. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been weird because of the pandemic. I don't know what to think about it. Mm
1: -hmm. You know what I mean? So our travel expectations are different. Our shopping expectations are different. Our, the whole mind shift in our society, Mm -hmm. you know, I think is bringing about some of these. And, And do you think people will continue to, you know, stay at home more, stay isolated more, do more things online, work, play, shop? Or do you think there will come a time that people start to get hungry for interaction again?
0: My answer to that question is that's already happening. People are hungry for interaction.
1: Yeah, I believe so.
0: And if if you live in a place like, Kennewick, Washington. Um, people there are a lot more skittish, I would guess, than people here.
1: Just Be- due to being in Washington state. Yeah,
0: because the state was locked down longer, right? right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, my kids, who I would classify in the hour. Uh, yes, thank you. Hours. I would consider the <clears throat> bottom, uh, the youngest group of them. 21 and under 22 23 how old's Caitlin 23 23 mm-hmm. and under that group the you from better James call them down our
1: kids because I know how old they are <laughs> right
0: from James down to David
1: okay 18 I, to 23. that's
0: right I would say they're in the woke generation right and I would say that group is much more mask conscious mm-hmm. than the older set. Um and you can you can see it. Yes. With, with Ada and Caitlin and Benjamin and David all freaked out around people without masks on masks mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, will that change? And if so, how soon?
1: I, I don't know. I know that um,
0: now that the CDC says you don't need a mask if you've been double vaccinated.
1: One of the kids, I don't want to say which one because I don't want to, you know, embarrass anyone accidentally. Sure, or, sure. Um, but one of them said to me, um, I, "I've gotten so used to wearing the mask; it's almost like a security thing now."
0: Well, and I believe that
1: and they feel a little too exposed without it on.
0: I absolutely believe that. Yeah, I do too. And so, I would guess—I don't know which one of the kids said that to you, but I would guess it's in the younger set. I would guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Um, and they are militant about have your mask on mm-hmm. that's been an identity that they've had now for the last nine months minimum
1: no no it's been longer than that it's been since march of 2020 yeah
0: but the early on the cdc was like shelter in place maybe masks we're not sure what it's gonna do
1: however most of them worked jobs right that required it right away that's right and so they just got used to it so those expectations are changing um what else
0: well, that's a, that's a big thing, especially in that younger set, because they okay. have had to, through their hmm. jobs, follow very strict protocols. Yeah. And I don't know, because I'm not in the generation that has had to do that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to feel. This is interesting. I haven't even considered this. How will they feel now that the CDC says, "Okay, you're good with no mask"? I I I don't know.
1: I don't know. We need to talk to some 18 to 23 year olds. I think you're right. Find out.
0: I think you're right. And we need to not talk to 18 to 23 year olds from Florida because they haven't been wearing masks really, unless the business you know you say that.
1: But honestly, most everyone. In Florida, that we've seen, and mm-hmm. we travel all over Florida, have been wearing masks until this last weekend.
0: Well, and traveling is different because even though the CDC says if you've been vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask anymore, you're protected, mm-hmm. unless you're on a plane or in an airport. That makes no sense to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't have to social distance anymore, you don't have to stay six feet away. Unless, of course, you're in an airport, but if you're on a plane, you have to sit right next to someone who's a stranger, but wear your mask, it'll is, keep you safe.
1: Is that age group, not only everything we're, we've been talking about, mm-hmm. but do they tend to be more sensitive to the needs of the people around them? I feel like they're more sensitive to the the needs of their people, like People as a whole, uh, mm, I don't know. As long as they agree with them, I shouldn't open to this. That's
0: exactly. Bill I should Bill not have opened Bill Maher store. made the best quote about today's youth. Bill Maher, who is a very liberal political commentator, um, he said about his own household, he is considered the tyrant in his household, even though he is super left-leaning politically Mm -hmm. because he's not woke and what he says about his own children is a pretty good summation it's a pretty funny quip he says the woke movement is uh wild about diversity unless it's diversity of thought if you don't think like them you're a bad person and that is a pretty good social commentary. Mm. And yes, if you look at some of the th- social uh, network things that the kids post, they're very judgy about people that they don't mm. think are carrying the same level of standards in their lives as we they should. I don't know. I don't. And I, don't, I think
1: all that has to be thrown out um, when you're in when you work with people. When 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 your paycheck is attached to mm-hmm. meeting the expectations of people. Okay. In one way or another. Then you,
0: you better be ready to roll with the punches. Yeah,
1: you got to throw all that stuff out. There can't there's not room for judgment.
0: Here's here's what I would say about vocalized. that. I would Here's what I would say about that. If you're in any kind of public position. Mhm. Um, that could be a sales job, that mm-hmm. could be a frontline worker at a bank, That mm-hmm. any kind of sales position, mm-hmm. you better be comfortable talking to all people.
1: Very you, true.
0: You can't be uncomfortable talking to people who say don't look like you. Right. Because people who don't look like you are going to come into your place of work. Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: This kind of goes back to what we were talking about maybe on the last podcast about kind of not judging a book by its cover. You don't know <clears throat> really, you know, what people are all about based on.
0: And you can't. You can't have preconceived notions about your customer right? base because you're going to lose a deal if you do. I'll give you one quick example in my own personal life. When you I was in my very early 30s, maybe 30, no, nah, 31, I moved from Louisiana to Washington State. Mm-hmm. And I went into a furniture store. In Hermiston, Oregon, because Mm -hmm. one of my neighbors uh, told me, hey, David, if you go buy a large ticket item, go to Hermiston because they have no sales tax in Oregon. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's a great idea. Thank you very much. And I went to a place called Walker's Furniture in Hermiston, Oregon, walked in. I had an envelope with $10,000 in it in my pocket. You've been shopping with me for large ticket items. I budget it, and that's what I have, and that's all I spend. I walked so in. So nice. Yep. I walked into Walker's Furniture, 30-year-old 30, 30 David Austin. I looked nine, okay? I Skinny, goofy David, yeah. right? I walked up to <laughs> you this. You
1: looked like a kid, and then one day you were a grandpa.
0: That's exactly right. <laughs> it's crazy. So I walk up to this sectional that is you know, pretty nice. I think it was, let's say it was $3,800, Okay. right? And I am talking to the sales lady and I say, you know what? I'd like this sectional please. And she says, great. Let me get our credit application for you. And I said, oh no, no, I'll be paying cash for it. Mm -hmm. I don't need a credit application. And she looked at me and said, sweetie, you don't understand. It's $3,800. I'll get the credit (gasps) application for you. And I said, you don't understand. You just lost a customer. Now I'm going to take my $10,000 cash in my pocket to a different store because Mm. you just insisted I couldn't afford this couch unless I was doing it on payments. And I will never go back to Walker's Furniture for any reason ever again in Hermiston, Oregon.
1: I just remembered we weren't talking about it on a podcast. We were talking about it this weekend. Okay. Uh, with uh, a group of of people and we were talking about being in sales and how you can't judge somebody's their the point we were talking about is their financial position is none of my business that's
0: exactly right you keep
1: selling you keep selling Mm
0: -hmm. keep closing Mm -hmm. till
1: they tell you they're done right i can never assume how much they quote can afford you just keep selling till they tell you they're done and that's the concept we were talking about. And I told a story about my grandma who used to carry around like ten or $15,000 in cash in her purse mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And she didn't look at all like she had that kind of money in the bank, let alone in her purse.
0: Right. Well, apparently to this lady who didn't think I had the wherewithal to buy <laughs> that stupid sectional. Um, oh, and that was the sectional that stayed behind when we... sold our house in Washington. That big sectional in the basement, I bought right away. Yeah, And not from Walker's Furniture in Hermiston because that lady messed up big time. Mm -hmm. She prejudged her client.
1: I wonder if coming out of the pandemic and as we're interacting with people more and more, if some of those skills are going to have to be sharpened for people because they haven't been working with people face-to-face as much.
0: Okay, I think so. And that's a perfect opportunity to talk to you about (laughs) (laughs) Sherwood Austin business growth experts. Yeah. Businesses can call you at 509-491-2663. Let me say that number one more time. 509-491-2663 to talk about- Consult, Yeah sales face-to-face on their showroom floor to talk about sales in their frontline bank workers
1: the importance of offline and online right because both if you can master both man that's amazing in fact i'm doing a workshop in um, kennewick washington in about two weeks Mm -hmm. and it's a closed workshop so Nobody can get into it, but
0: except the people that are already yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The people that are already in it. But um but and we're gonna be talking about that very thing. And this is an industry that is very important that they are very sharp in both their online and offline skill set. And right. so um that'll be really fun. I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to travel and have an audience to actually be in front of people again is gonna be amazing.
0: I've been looking for my audience my entire life.
1: And here I am. <laughs> um, uh, we were just talking with our friend, uh, Melanie Spring, mm-hmm. and she was uh, recently started doing live events again. She's a, a public speaker and a brand expert and and did her... her Speak with confidence, I think, yeah, is... Yep, yep, yep. And uh, she did a live event recently for the first time in over a year and was just thrilled out of her mind because there's nothing like the interaction, right. you know, with the audience. And so I wonder if there'll be a surge in live events as well. Oh, maybe. I mean, peop- you know, uh, the, was it the Indy 500 that mm-hmm. just happened? Yep. I mean, it was packed, right? Record right. record setting. 130,000 people.
0: 130,000. And they were selling the middle seats.
1: They sure were. If
0: you looked at that stadium, it was impressive.
1: Yeah, for sure. And
0: there were like six masks in the whole place.
1: Right. Right. So, so
0: obviously everyone there was double vaccinated.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's
0: NASCAR. Well, I don't that, know. I don't know. I, I
1: don't mean to be judgy. Sorry, I was yeah, being judgy. Wow. I apologize profusely. We have no idea. Let's assume they were because they, you know, I were. think they must have been. Okay. Sure or let's hope they were yes and Great. Y- you know or when, when we talked about vaccinations
0: no one has asked me for my vaccination passport right even though i've got it right now florida's governor ron DeSantis said we will not as a government in this state allow people right to ask for that that yeah, is unacceptable a HIPAA
1: violation or something i would i mean i don't know i don't understand how it works
0: no hipaa violations don't prevent someone from asking you for your information, they prevent doctors from sharing your information. Oh, I A see. doctor can't share that you've been double vaccinated without your consent.
1: Well, you know, i I would get vaccinated if I could. I feel like it's not a good decision for me because of my autoimmune stuff. But... Um, well one, you do one of our kids though cracked me up the other day when they said to us I identify as vaccinated. I yes. thought that was hilarious but anyway, that um, is funny. yeah, I thought it was funny. I wanted to get to a point though about we were talking about um, not judging the people in front of Correct. you and you, you don't know how much money that they have or or that they want to spend and back to your story of the furniture and, yep. and my grandma and stuff. Um and and going through the line at the checkout so that you can make somebody's day, you know mm-hmm. and and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so I think um, it all kind of comes back to the kindness thing that we right. talk about all the time.
0: Well, there you go. if you're always trying to be kind, mm-hmm. you can't go wrong.
1: and And that's a big, I know it seems so simple that it almost seems silly, but as we move, forward through this next these next phases of the pandemic, whatever they're gonna look like. Right. Maybe if we just remember that one thing, that'll be really helpful for all of humanity.
0: Well, and that's why every major religion says love your neighbor, right? Every single one says be kind to others. Every single one wants you to do that. And the reason that they do is because it's easy and safe. You're likely not going to be stabbed by someone for smiling and saying, Hello, how's your day? Probably not. You look at somebody and go, F you. You might. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: It's that simple. It's
1: coming off the rails. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, I think that you've got to, um, you know, if you do deal with the public or you deal with people, be kind, but also you got to have some thick skin. Too and and part of kindness is letting things roll off you and some of that is going to be necessary because some of us don't really know how to act with people anymore right we've been home for a long time
0: just like the bro hug yesterday
1: it's going to take a little practice so
0: you know as soon as i it's so rare that that happens now Mm -hmm. but as soon as it did i leaned into it why not right
1: yeah I think not being offended with people and how they react or how they, things they say or how, there, there's a lot of um, power in letting things roll off you and not taking it personally. And and a ninja selling um, teaches, Larry Kendall out of Colorado teaches this concept this way. Um, don't be tied to the, or have no expectations about the outcome. Okay. You know, don't be tied to the outcome of the sales process. Okay. You know.
0: If you're if you're looking for a close, people can smell it on you.
1: Well, yeah. I, I just told a, a client last week that was asking me, how do I, you know, I've got this one um, customer and they've kind of, you know, they, they purchased the product and then they kind of fell off the face of the earth and now I, how do I get them back? And I said, well, number one, you have so many people in your pipeline that it doesn't matter. You got to operate by the the idea of thirds. Okay. And th- this was in a direct selling company. Yes. So the principle of thirds is almost always applicable in a direct selling company. A third of your your customer base or your team is you know, just coming in and really excited. A third of them are your core group that are, you know, in it to win it. And a third of them are on their way out the door.
0: Interesting.
1: And those numbers hold pretty true. Yeah. In direct marketing. And so I was saying, you just got to have that pipeline so full that one person doesn't make you or break you. And that's actually true of any sales.
0: That's exactly right. Um,
1: One person, you know, um, one sale won't make you or break you super super important and that's part of having thick skin and not having judgment and you know be kind enough to to let people make the decisions they need to make
0: and i internalize every single deal that i do in my business right Mm -hmm. i want everybody to be happy at all times Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's tough to do it's tough to separate yourself and remember this one deal is not the the end all be all
1: It is an unrealistic expectation, but it certainly does reveal a lot about your personality.
0: Mm, That is interesting. (laughs) It's true, but for me, um, in every sales position I've ever had, the most important thing to me is the client experience. That's always been the most important thing to me. If I was selling radio time, I wanted their ad campaign to be the best possible ad campaign to generate the most business for them right. and actual results, not just uh, a feeling of recognition. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that feels good, but more sales in your business feel way better than right. a friend saying, hey, I heard you on the radio the other day. For sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was always my focus. Mm-hmm. In lending, I want to give my clients the best experience, make it as painless as possible, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and close on time. Yeah.
1: You know? Um, you know, one one concept that I learned some time ago was, um, it, they would say, be a step-down transformer.
0: Tell me what that means.
1: So, in um, electric uh, voltage. Yes. High voltage comes into a step-down transformer. Okay, it's a um, iron. It has an iron core. Okay, so the high voltage comes into it. The iron absorbs the high voltage and and spits out low lower voltage.
0: Okay, it's so a step
1: down transformer. And so one thing that I learned at a sales training was. Be the step down transformer for your client when they're freaking out. And this is something I usually teach in a workshop and charge for, but I'm giving this <laughs> content away for free. now it it's available elsewhere too. But, um, but if you can kind of absorb all of that stress mm-hmm. for your client, um, and then help them find a way to be have more perspective on it to, you know, calm down. Or we've all had those calls or those confrontations with a client, with a customer. You just mentioned a mom at the store who would be upset with you for, you know, correcting her about yelling at her kid or hate hitting right, the kid. Right, yeah. Or, or whatever. And, of course, you need to stop that if there's abuse in front of you. Well, um, and,
0: and, and, and I'm not going to necessarily call it abuse, but maybe a little more aggressive parenting than I well, used to. Well, it was to.
1: the 80s, so it right. wasn't abuse then, right? Right. right. <laughs> it's not
0: like she was putting a cigarette out on the kid's forearm.
1: Yikes, that went dark.
0: <laughs> Jeez. But like slapping a kid in the face in the store, that freaks out other customers. That's why you have to stop that. Well, I, that don't, would freak me I don't I don't think too. I've witnessed any
1: That's abuse, by the way. Oh, it maybe. So anyway, but but point being there's going to be a confrontation of some kind. Somebody's going to be upset, right. and we've got to learn how right. to be step-down transformers and kind of absorb all that high voltage and then and then let lower voltage come out of us. Okay. Being the peacekeeper, if you will.
0: I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's a lot different than how I jammed on my horn behind that poor girl sitting in her Jeep uh <laughs> Cherokee yesterday.
1: Oh my stars. Looking
0: at her cell phone.
1: Well we've discussed your road rage before well, and here is another. Actually,
0: it actually came out yesterday.
1: Another little bit of evidence. When
0: when some kid, I presume kid. They
1: weren't a kid. They weren't a, we have no idea what the gender. Oh it was, it was. A, it was a lady for no, sure. Oh. I saw
0: the person on the side as I went around them.
1: Okay so A female, I guess. I
0: guess. Clearly distracted, though. And we're in a parking lot trying to leave. And I'm watching the highway coming toward us. And there are maybe six opportunities for this kid to go. And didn't take any of them. And then I thought, oh, maybe she's got to shoot all the way across four lanes of traffic. So she's waiting until it's super clear. I didn't hit my horn. I didn't do anything. I just sat there. what
1: was I saying?
0: I don't know what you were saying, but... Well, it
1: might have been helpful if you had paid attention because what I was saying was, hey, instead of, you know, getting escalated about this... You were trying to be the (laughs) step-down transformer. Instead of being uh, escalated about this, just give your horn a little beep. Just a quick little beep and let her know. She was just distracted. And I
0: didn't want to do that until the entire roadway was clear, which it was, (laughs) and she didn't move. And so I lost my mind and leaned on my horn, and I think I held it down for at least five or six seconds. You
1: did. It was horrifying. But the
0: girl got moving at that (laughs) point. I don't know what happened there. It was shocking. But yes, I lost my mind. And then I thought, as we drove out of there, well, what if this person has a gun? Oh my God, did I just do something crazy that's going to get a shot?
1: Was this after the movie?
0: Yes. Oh well that No, no, no. It was on our way to the movie. Oh. It was on our way to the movie. Which I thought
1: maybe you were hyped about that movie.
0: I was excited about it and then I had to sit there for two (sighs) extra minutes while this kid played on her phone.
1: No, I meant like you were anxious and freaked out.
0: Amped up because of a quiet place too
1: good lord you
0: were for sure amped up at that
1: i had to walk out of the theater twice uh-huh.
0: yep yep you're like hoda Kotb. she won't go see it either she said on the today show i
1: shouldn't have
0: <laughs> it was a good movie and it was much more of an action movie than a horror movie it was really good that john krasinski he's a talented kid and I also liked how he spoke to the audience before the film oh, like Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah,
1: don't ruin it for Like anybody. Alfred Hitchcock. But it was, that was really sweet. And it made me think, oh, he's so nice. This is going to be a nice movie. That was a lie.
0: It was not a <laughs> lie. And the the girl who's deaf, who just graduated from high school, that actress. that's why you wanted to see the movie, yes. because of what she said in an interview where she said, I want to be my own role model because was... there isn't anybody like me for me. Yeah.
1: She said when she was young, she wanted to grow up to be her own role, role model and that she never had. And I cried. She made yeah. me cry. Marley
0: Maitland, though, was a role model for deaf actresses in the 80s. But so. That
1: was way before this girl was even born.
0: I guess you're right. There you have it, and there it is. I think you've done it all, and you've said it all. For Londa Sherwood Austin, my name is David Austin, and this has been The Session with Londa and David.